1-800-BETS-OFF. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's time to talk to Stephen M. Sipple on 3media.com. Stephen M. is on an airplane, and he's about to be told to shut off your phone. <laughs> You're about to take off. Sipple, come right to you. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. I think I think we got a few minutes here, so, yeah, they're still loading. So we're, I think we got probably five to eight minutes. All right. You got an aisle or a window? Oh, I always get an aisle. That a I boy. always get an aisle. Good job. Yeah. Uh, direct flight. four, you know that. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big and I'm 6'5", yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sip, um, yeah. Uh, direct flight or through Chicago? Through Chicago. Good question. Good yeah. traveler question. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I think we got a, like a, just a small layover in Chicago then to on to Newark. I hate that airport. Anyways, uh, let's let's get to the game itself. Uh, coming off a win, beat Indiana last week, needed to. Tell me about Casey Thompson. His Maybe well, he played pretty well against Northwestern, with uh, save for a couple of uh, faux pas. But Casey Thompson looked good last week, Sip. Um, starting to uh, get acclimated to the system. Is that it? Oh, I think some of it's that. I mean, I think his his knowledge of the system was pretty good going in. Casey's one of the most prepared quarterbacks you'll ever find, Kenny. Um, he's, there's nobody that'll out-prepare Casey. And he's like a professional that way. Um, well, you know what? He's like a professional now because he's making pretty good money. Right. Um, but, but that, uh, so yeah, he's, I don't know. I, I mean, he's been pretty good. Hey, Kenny, remember, I mean, think about it. He wasn't the reason they lost to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So it, what, what I'm suggesting is he was good out of the gate. Yep. I mean, he was good. In a, he was good for two and a half quarters of that opener. Yeah, he didn't call for the onside kick. <laughs> no, and he was good that game, by and large. So he hasn't been a big issue. You know, against Oklahoma, he's sacked four times. I can't really put that on him. He, he holds the ball occasionally, but Tom Brady holds the ball occasionally. Um, so, no, Casey's been good. Um, and, yeah, he was good in that game. Key is The key is keeping him upright. That's the... And that's going to be the ongoing issue. The last thing I'd add on this is that Indiana blitzed 17 times. Um, 17 times. That's what teams Jeez. are going to do. They're going to come yeah. out. They're going to come after him. There's no magic yeah. number. I mean, out short of going undefeated here. But <laughs> Mickey Joseph, the chances of him keeping this job in the interim basis is it a real possibility? Does it take something ridiculous like running the table here on out? What is the likelihood Mickey Joseph becomes the head coach in a full-time basis going forward? Really hard. It's really hard to say. Now, I think that if he, you know, they're two and three. If he could get them to seven wins, I think he would thrust himself into that conversation. But it's it's going to take a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what. What will happen is if they beat the, if they beat Rutgers, if Nebraska beats Rutgers tomorrow night. It, Here's what happens, and you guys have been around a long time, especially Kenny. <laughs> um, the, but they, uh, you know what happens, that there's a lot of um, emotion gets involved, right? You inject emotion into the conversation, and and then momentum. I mean, that's what Mickey would have on his side. And that, that would ramp up really quick here. Um, you know, college football is, is about emotion, a lot of it. And 
if Mickey if Mickey gets him a, a road win at Rutgers and is two and one, um, a lot of people start talking about him. But I think he's got to do a lot. I think I think he's probably like I said, probably got to get him to seven, and then it would still be no guarantee. Hmm. Sip, uh, just a couple more minutes with you. We'll let you go. Your your thoughts on uh, the the Big Ten West? Everybody's one and one, with the exception of Wisconsin zero and two. Who's the best team in that division right now? You know, I haven't seen them all. I, I haven't seen enough of Illinois to say if they're if maybe that's the best team. I've it seen might Iowa be. twice. I, yeah, I can't say Iowa is. That's why. The Illinois-Iowa game is really interesting. I mean, Illinois favored, right? If yep. Illinois can 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 beat Iowa in Champaign, um, you start looking at Illinois. I have already started looking at Illinois pretty closely because of the way they play defense. I know they're top-ranked scoring defense in the country, and they run the ball well. That has to get your attention. Purdue gets your attention, although I've seen them twice, and I can't. If they're the best team, if Purdue is the best team in the West, then the West is down. I mean, yeah. I'm not. That's not. that's not necessarily a – you know, I'm not. I don't want to criticize Purdue because that's they're good. But if that's the best team, they don't throw that can't They're not throwing it downfield, and they don't have much of a running game. I don't. If that's the best team, then it is not a great, great division. But I don't know. Maybe it's Illinois. It's not Wisconsin. It's not Iowa. So it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you can just say right off the top, it's not Iowa and it's not Wisconsin. So we see the firing Sunday, a surprise to a lot of people of Paul Christ at Wisconsin. Maybe making things a little bit more difficult for Nebraska. Lance Leopold obviously has been talked about for both of those jobs. Having having a team that is similar stature, certainly big picture, looking for a coach at the same time, make it a little bit more difficult for the Cornhuskers when it gets to that point. Nope, I don't think so, Trent. Here's why: I don't think I think was. I mean, I've talked to some, like, you know, we'll call them insiders at Wisconsin. That's Jim Leonard's job. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't I don't. I think what Chris McIntosh, the AD there, did is put all his chips in the middle of the table for Leonard. I'm with you. They don't, it, it's a lot different situation than Mickey's. Uh, Mickey Joseph is going to have to win some games and, and win a lot of them. You know, you're going to have to get him to a bowl probably, get Nebraska to a bowl. Jim Leonard doesn't have to do that at Wisconsin. As long as he settles that team down and they play good, hard, good, sound football, I don't think they'll attach a win total to it at all. I mean, I, now if they lose them all, you know, that that might get a little complicated. But as long as I'd say, as long as he wins a couple, um, he's probably going to be the guy. So no, it doesn't. I don't think it affects the Lance Leipold conversation. Are you going into the city tonight? Uh, we have a reservations at a place called Steakhouse Eighty Five, which I believe is in uh, New Brunswick. Um, so no, I'm not going into the city. I would, I don't have any interest in going into the city. I have enough stress in my life. <laughs> Stephen Zippel on three media. Zip, uh, have a safe flight. Have a safe trip. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen M. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. Stephen M. Zippel, uh, from, uh, on three media. Just real quick, Trent, before we go, uh, before we get Nick Athen lined up, we're going to do, uh, from the college to the pros with Nick. Just, is it Illinois? No. What, too, what, too early. Too early? Is it... Who, uh, David Eichel thought Nebraska could end up winning this. Can they? I don't think so. I don't think they Six and three will get you a tie? Yeah, uh, maybe. No, that might get you the conference or the division outright. 
Six and three will get it out, right? I might. Five and four? Four-way tie right, at five, five and four? Five and four, you're in the conversation for, I don't know. We could go to that final weekend. Maybe everybody still has a shot going into the final weekend. That would be something. That would be something. To get Blitzkrieg by Ohio State. Yeah, who does Wisconsin have this week? I just Northwestern. Northwestern. Well, that sh- they should win that game. They're favored by ten. Yeah, they should win that game. Absolutely. This Iowa Illinois spot is a it's a it's going to be. We'll know a whole lot more about both of these programs after about eleven or ten thirty on Saturday night. So some numbers for for Illinois. I mean, they're. We talked about the offense. They got the leading rusher in the mm-hmm. country in Chase Brown, and Tommy DeVito doesn't turn it over, mm-hmm. and he's been incredibly efficient. Their defense, though. It's good. Third in the country in total defense. Third in the country in rush defense. 11th in the country in passing yards allowed. First in pass efficiency defense. First in scoring defense. They are on the line, making it aggressive. Just remember this number. If you don't want to remember the kid's name, number four. Newton's his last name. Okay. Remember him. He's all over the field for this squad. Number four, Newton. How did Bielema do it this quickly? I don't. I probably have transfer portal. Yeah, I guess yeah, that was a big part of it. No, he brought in a ton mm-hmm. of guys. It's a real football team. It looks like they are. It looks, and I didn't see this coming this quickly for them. But uh, uh, in what is a very competitive, well, ultra competitive Big Ten West, we'll see. There's a big spot for the Hawks this week, and they're catching three in a hook. That's going to be part of the Claxons conversation. That's coming up in about oh a half an hour from right now. We will do that. Uh, give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. But we're going to go from the college game to the pro game, get Nick Athen uh, in here momentarily. It's Monday Night Football, but wanted to do this here uh, tonight with Nick. Give him, oh, five or six minutes to opine on this tilt coming from Kansas City. The game is at Arrowhead. Are you surprised the point spread in this game? It's what, seven, seven, seven and a half? Is yes. it seven? I thought it was going to be more than that. You did. Yeah, just the way Kansas City's playing. And look, the Raiders, at least Sterling's right. That was a 14 point swing, that fumble return for a touchdown, because Denver looked as they were on the march. The Raiders, though, easily could have beat the Chargers in game one. Week two, they gave it away against the Cardinals. Yeah, that fumble scoop score. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that this this Raiders team also could be a lot different. They were a playoff team last year. No, I wasn't. I didn't think it was okay. going to be in double digits, maybe a tick higher, but no, I didn't think this was going to be anything more than, you know, the eight and a half, nine kind of range. And at a touchdown, well, Mr. Monday night, he's hot. He'll be ready for that one. Well, and uh, we'll have to wait until we get to that point to get his pick, but let's get our friend uh, Nick Athen in here. You can uh, read Nick a number of places, primetime sports talk. Uh, as well as ChiefsFocus.com. ChiefsFocus.com. He's got his uh, cell service back as, um, as he's caught up in Ian last, uh, last week. Uh, where you live, Nick, do you still, can you still look outside and see some of the remnants of the storm? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's like nothing I've ever seen. My backyard's still a war zone because I've got a tree on my roof. So, uh, um, and I'm in a long line to get it cut down. So, um, I, I'm fortunate. I was kind of on the out the outside of it, but you know, 75 mile an hour winds, 125 mile gusts for about 18 straight hours. It, it just never, it just never let up. Oof. And uh, you know, a lot of my friends lost their houses and cars, and you know, just south by the water. You know, about 20, 30 miles south. I mean, it's just devastation. Um, so you know, besides the mess, the tree, and you know, having no power for three or four days with a five year old who's 
was the most challenging part of it all. So uh, we got through it. Well, good stuff. And everybody's fine. And that's the main thing. You can replace the uh, the stuff, if you will. Well, the Absolutely. Chiefs certainly, um, uh, they were in Florida on Sunday night. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, Nick, you watch this team every single week, right? And I'm, I'm assuming that maybe not every time you watch them, Patrick Mahomes does something that, holy mackerel, uh, that's the best play I've ever seen him make. And then a couple of weeks later, you'll replace that one. And it'll be bumped down to number two, and there's a new one. This that that touchdown that he threw, the third score of the game, uh, that's right. going to be that's going to be on any list, I think, throughout his entire career. What an effort! What an athleticism on display out of fifteen. Yeah, when it's all said and done, I think I'll be in the top three. He's going to do something else that's going to be, you know, just as unbelievable. But, you know, I, I tell you guys, I had zero clue how this game was going to ebb and flow. I had no feeling. Usually I have a gut, you know, think the Chiefs. I didn't think the Chiefs were going to win this game. I, I didn't know if they if they got the stench out of the Colts loss out of them, but apparently they did. Uh, but Mahomes, I mean, he just willed them. He just worked it. He was on the sidelines. I mean, I've never seen – I've seen him animated on the sidelines but I've never seen him do it for the entire game. He kept saying, don't let the foot off the gas. Don't let the foot off the gas. I mean, the, the NFL films have captured some of those moments. I mean, he just never let up. And uh, even in the last play when, you know, he had that errant pass, you know, that, that interception, he still wanted to drive and, and put the nail in the coffin. So, um, listen, if Mahomes plays like he did and spreads the ball like he did on Sunday night, um, you know, the Colts thing was a fluke. And this team, they're only going to get better. I mean, the, the receivers are going to get better. They, now they've got a running game. They're still missing two defensive starters. You know, you put all that together, and if the Chiefs come out and play like that, um, they're going to be a they're going to be a tough out. So we've seen a lot of uh, discussion, conversations, maybe arguing between Bienemy and Mahomes. Is that two guys that are so comfortable with each other? They're okay with that. Or is there a real strife happening here? Is there is there a real frustration maybe on both sides of this relationship between the two? Because something we haven't seen outside of a couple of things in the past, it feels like it's really ratcheted up this year. Yeah, there's just a lot more. Uh, this is what I think. I think the Matt Nagy presence has created uh, some issues, and meaning that you know Andy and Matt have a different relationship than Andy and Eric Bieniemy have. Patrick Mahomes has a different relationship with Matt Nagy than he does with Eric the enemy. And so you've got, you've got three egos in the room to start, and then you bring in Patrick Spin, who really wants more control of the offense. He wants more say. You know, he wants to, to really work the ebb and the flow of the game itself. And sometimes that clashes with what the enemy wants, and sometimes it clashes with what his head coach wants. But is there an issue? I mean, if you look at it, it's clear. There's, there's definitely something there that, you know, that just doesn't make sense. What what concerns me is, you know, Eric you know, interviewed for the Nebraska job a couple of weeks ago. He's going to interview for the Colorado job. Well, that well. one makes a ton of sense. I mean, he was a star yeah. there. Then he turned them yeah. down once before, didn't he? $4 million a year for five years. I mean, he could have had $20 million. Yes. Uh, I don't I, – he wants to be an NFL head coach. I, I think he'll have an opportunity this year more so than at any point uh, just because I think there's some quarterbacks who are going to want him, uh, particularly the one in Cleveland or will soon be in Cleveland in November. Um, but you know, there, there, there's some issues there. And I think you could see Sunday night, you know, who kind of was in charge of the offense and who was calling the plays at Andy when Andy's got his mouth covered up and he's the first guy talking and Eric's the second guy talking, you know, who's calling the plays. Um, and that's pretty much what took place the other night. Again, the Nagy influence has a lot to do with it. He is the offensive coordinator in waiting. He's the head future head coach in waiting. 
there's no question in my mind that's who they're going to that's who they're going to uh, go to. But for now, they have to all four get along. And if Eric wants a college head coaching job or an NFL head coaching job, you know he's going to have to he's going to have to buy in. And and, and they just got to check some of these egos and these these issues at the door, which they will get done because I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Do you? Um, I think over I Buffalo. Think they're the team to be over Buffalo, and I'll okay. tell you why. Okay. Uh, it comes to coaching. Like, look at the look at the AFC West. Perfect example. What did they do? They built all these players on offense and defense to compete with Mahomes. But what did they fail? They failed in the head coaching department. Mm-hmm. The match wits with Andy Reid, and that's what you have to do. And I think in Buffalo, they've got a head coach who who really has not won that big game. Who who obviously couldn't handle the the game last year against the Chiefs and played that funky defense. We you lost know, the coin flip. Yeah, well, you lost the coin flip, and that probably had a lot to do with it. But you know, the Chiefs should never have gotten a field goal to put it into overtime. That's so. Okay. You know, had they had they been more aggressive defensively. So, coin flip or not, um, I think it's very important that we look at. You have to look at the level of head coaches, and you have to look at the success of the head coaches. Mm-hmm. And in the AFC West, they just don't have anybody nope. that can match with with Andy. And I don't think in the AFC. You know, Harbaugh struggled in you know mm-hmm. in in Baltimore. I mean, they should be undefeated. I mean, my God, they should be undefeated. In the talk, they'd be the talk of the NFL. Yeah. Instead, they had Buffalo beat. Got they're two and two with a quarterback that you know is is in limbo on a contract, and people still don't think he can make the big play with the pass. And clearly, he couldn't. You know, in the fourth quarter of that Bills game. So, um, to me, that's why I think the Chiefs are the best team you know, in the AFC. Nick, uh, glad you got through. Uh, Hurricane uh, Ian uh, is relatively unscathed as you and your family did. Great stuff uh, as always, and we'll catch up with it uh, next week. Thank you, Nick Athen. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Nick Athen. As we catch up with primetime sports talk, Nick Athen. Are they, I mean, you can clearly make the case that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Absolutely. They have scoreboard from last year, too. Uh, They do. And they do until Cincinnati got them. Yes, that one. What were they doing at the end of the half? <laughs> I have no idea. That they they score there. That's it's the difference in the football game. So, Buffalo better or Kansas City? Buffalo by a nose, by an inch. Okay, I'm with you. Where are the Ravens? Three? Yeah. Dolphins? You're not buying that. I'm not either. How long's two out? Well, that's a good question. A very good question. Um, anybody in the South? Are you on this Jacksonville kick? I have been from the beginning. I told you, got that plus eight fifty <laughs> ticket in my back pocket <laughs> to win the division. Yes. I'll give you. But where do they rank? Where do they stack up overall? I'm using them in Survivor this week. Are you? Are you nuts? No. I'm not. I'm still alive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. And it only takes oh, one entry Houston, to win. Houston, don't they? They do. Oh, I get that. Then. Now, Houston is better than is you as, think. Is as good of an 0-3-1 and team as you're going to find. Maybe the best one ever, Trent. <laughs> uh, look, the quarterback, Davis Mills, he's, he's okay. He's all right, yeah. He's fine. Jax, you're putting your survivor hopes on. Well, this is the time. I said, when I get to October, that's when I'll start to look forward. What's Looking it like forward. being alive in October oh, it's so in fun. this contest? It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I got things mapped out for Thanksgiving uh-huh. and for Christmas, and now the mapping begins, and you're looking forward, and mm. who should I use? Because Buffalo is the free square this week. But they play the Lions on Thanksgiving. Well, you got to save them if you can.
That was our strategy, Trent. Yeah. Look how far it got us. Well, you got to get to October, then you start. Yeah, ramping. I will do it differently next year. Well, you have six entries. We're going to be we're going to have it surrounded. Anyways, we'll take a time out. Uh, we'll come back. We're we'll head to Chicago. We'll put a bow on the Cubs and the White Sox. Let's get a peek at the Bears. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. That's still to come. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three on KXNO. NFL Week Five gets going tonight at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports. Sports betting partner of the NFL. Touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins for you. New customers, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. And uh, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You want to go for, look forward to Monday night with the uh, Raiders and the Chiefs. You want Mahomes passing yards, Carr passing yards, Adams over under receptions, that type of thing. That's what's available at DraftKings and make it even sweeter. They'll allow you to uh, throw down on those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day and do it all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KXNO to get two. $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call what? You get podcast. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of of Iowans misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to wolfroofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one. Tell a memory sent you. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food. Not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer? They got me covered. I want to catch the game? How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's Upscale Sports Bar. It's Fat Charlie's, just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you at... Sports Station 106.3 KXNO Claxons Barbecue Giveaway coming up here in about 15 minutes. Let's head to Chicago, shall we? He's David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He joins us. Cap Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Baseball season is over. None of either of the uh, of the locals are headed to the postseason. Cap, who's the most disappointing team in Chicago? Would have to be the White Sox, wouldn't it? Oh, God, they go down as one of the most disappointing teams in 30 years in Chicago sports overall. 
expectations were there. The vision was winnable. Cubs were in a rebuild. Um, just seemed like it was setting up. So what? how will the Tony La Russa era be remembered? Um, look, people were so frustrated. I'll never forget uh, the day that the first tweet from Nightingale. You guys remember it. Mm-hmm. And he said, sources... White Sox are expected to talk to Tony La Russa. And if you go back and find that tweet, you can. You will find hundreds, if not thousands, of responses. You're an idiot, Bob. What do you know? There's no chance. Bob Nightingale, when is he ever right? Only all the time. <laughs> and about a week later, he tweeted, Sox not only expected to talk to him, they're hiring him. And people were out of their minds. Part of winning. Losing you, Cap. Cap's on his walk. Is that what he is? Yeah, out on his walk and uh, must be in a rough part of the city. Skyscrapers getting him. Cap lives in it. Well, if he's downtown. Yeah. Cap, I don't think you can hear us. We're going to try and uh, reconnect with you, Cap, because uh, we're having uh, we're having no success at all. Uh, David Kaplan from Chicago. Well, before we do that, we can tell you that he's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa when he does get here with us. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa proudly sponsors David Kaplan. If you have a project uh, that requires interior or exterior stone veneer fireplace, uh, and any stone project, over 200 different color and pattern combinations, check them out online, uh, centurionstoneofiowa.com or the showroom. Uh, you can find it at uh, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street. Let's get back to Cappy. Uh, Cappy, so you were talking about Bob Nightingale. He was right. Uh, most folks were wrong. Who's next, Cap? Who's on that list uh, as replacements, as Ozzy got a chance, I don't, I'll be shocked. He doesn't think he has a chance. I asked him on TV the other day, and he said, "No one knows this team better than me." But as soon as I start being honest, they're going to go, "Yeah, thanks. We're not interested. You're out." <laughs> I'd, I'd be stunned if Ozzy got the job. I love him. I'd hire him. Let me be clear. But no, I don't believe he has a chance. And so they'll move on from that. But to put a capper on the other thing, maybe Tony hung my phone up on me. <laughs> uh, that w- this year, Tony was not good. No. He did not. He let his team down, but his team let him down. Tony didn't take one at bat, throw one pitch, or make one other decision. In, I'm talking on field. Tony was the guy in the dugout. Guys throwing at the wrong base, getting picked off, getting triple played, 8-5 triple played, those weren't on Tony. So the whole thing needs to be fixed. On the other side of town, the Cubs in a rebuilding process, but showed some signs here. A lot of money to spend, it sounds like. Excitement certainly there. A lot of people tuned out at this point. I mean, September baseball, when your team's out of it, it's tough. a tough watch for a lot of people outside of the diehards. Your thoughts on the Cubs and what you saw here over the last couple of months? 39-31 39-31 and 31 the last 70 games. It's pretty darn impressive when you trade away David Ross's top four relievers, basically. I mean, at the deadline, you got rid of four relievers, and you're asking guys, Christopher Morrell comes up from double A. Nobody, me included, thought Chris Morrell was going to be an everyday player coming from double A this year. Nobody thought that. Uh, I didn't think Brandon Hughes was going to be closing out games. Right. I did not think Man- uh, Manny, what's his name? Not Manny Ramirez. Why am I blanking on his name? Anyway, 
the guy who we had close Rodriguez? to Rodriguez times. Manny Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He he was hitting a hundred and one on the I gun. Know. Yeah. So my point is sometimes you give young players an opportunity and maybe they rise to the occasion or maybe they don't. But either way, you get good intel going into the offseason. All of a sudden you go, maybe I don't have to pay like the White Sox did, Joe Kelly, $17.8 million. Instead, maybe I'll give this Manny Rodriguez a chance or Brandon Hughes or any of these dudes. And all of a sudden, Adrian Sampson says, hang on a second. I know you all think I stink and I'm not going to be a part of this club. I'll hold my beer because I'm going to throw the ball really well. And he did just that. Yep. Wisniewski was a great pickup in the Efrost trade. Looks like he's going to be able to plug him at the back of the rotation. He's not a one, two, or three at this point, but he's young and and he's got a chance to 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 new, who knows maybe get there. So let's go to uh, what seemingly is uh, is the end of Contreras on the north side. Uh, Cap uh, he he loved being a Cub, and sadly it seems like he's no longer going to get that opportunity to remain a Cub. Or is he? I don't see it. I don't. If you're going to sign him, why would you not have had any conversation with his representatives or him and just said, hey, man, look, I know there's a lot of chatter out there. When the season's over, let's get together and have dinner and see if we can work this out. If we can't, then let's shake hands and go our separate ways. But we love you, and let's see if we can work it out. None of that has taken place. It's all one-sided. Interested, and the Cubs say nothing. So... Apparently, there are deeper reasons than on-field performance that they don't want him back. Mm. What those are, I'm not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know he's intense, he's passionate, and perhaps they just want to change the tenor in the clubhouse. Maybe that's it because he's a damn good baseball player, and he's the leader of that team, right? I mean, with what's left of it, um. He's one of the leaders of that team, no question. I think Nico Horner okay. absolutely has a role in there. I think Jan Gomes. I think guys, personally, I think guys like throwing. I'm talking about just the pitchers. Mm-hmm. They like the way Jan Gomes calls a game and frames it better than Wilson. But they admit Wilson's got a better arm. Wilson is a better hitter. That isn't even close. So you're telling me you can't find a way to utilize both these guys? You've got Jan Gomes locked up for next year. You can't make that pairing work and make Wilson you know, a significant part as DH and then he catches when Gomes doesn't? I don't believe that. But apparently the Cubs do. Justin Fields completes double-digit <laughs> passes this week. Woo-hoo. Look out. It was better. It still wasn't great. Cappy, I'm sure it's dominating your airwaves over there. A lot of angst, a lot of concerns about Justin Fields. Where are you? Uh, I went, so I was off yesterday for Jewish holiday. So I was at home all day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put the all 22 on. And I'm going to just sit here and watch it. And I watched it for two hours. And I made page after page of notes. And let me just tell you, yes, the offensive line is bad. Braxton Jones is overmatched right now at left tackle. No doubt. Losing Cody White here is a major blow. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Borum, eh, Sam Mustafer, he's an undrafted free agent. There's a reason. That all said, Justin's missing throws, I will tell you. He is running some of those sacks are on him. 
they run what they call a two-man game. Two receivers to the right, cornerback up in press coverage. Safety, you have to read it. Justin has to look. If the safety is six yards or more off the line of scrimmage, I'm throwing it to that receiver, and my second receiver is going to block down on the corner, and I'm going to try and pick up what I can pick up. If he makes the safety miss, might have a big game, but I'm certainly going to pick up a chunk of yards. Justin steps back, turns to his right. The safety is seven yards off, and he looks right at the receiver, and he hesitates by this point. Now one of the linebackers has filled in, and now Justin tries to run, and he gets tackled for a loss of two. And everyone's like, well, that offensive line's horrible. Well, that's not on the offensive line. First of all, Wink Martindale, the uh, defensive coordinator there, Don Martindale, he is the one who handled Justin last year when he was working for Baltimore. He left to go work with his friend Brian Dayball in New York. He put basically no nickel defense in the game at all. None. You watch the game and you're like, they don't go to nickel at all because they're saying, I'm going to put eight guys in the box and I'm going to dare you to beat me with the pass because either I'm going to get your quarterback on the ground, which they did six times, or... I am going to absolutely shut your run game down, and I don't think you have a receiver that can beat me consistently. Yeah, they got one long pass to Darnell Mooney, but that's about it. And if you really are honest, the tape never lies. Put the tape on, no bias, nothing. You don't have a number one receiver. Stop with the Darnell Mooney stuff. You don't have a number two receiver. Darnell Mooney's a really nice three. I like having him on my team. He's a third receiver. And if you put him on any of the good teams in the National Football League, let's just the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is he better than Mike Evans? No. Is he better than Chris Godwin? No. Is he better than Russell Gage? No. So all of a sudden, he's like your fourth best receiver, and they're talking about bringing OBJ in because they're short of receivers he, he's not there. there. I mean, it's crazy to think how talent-deficient the Bears are. So Justin's put in a horrible spot. Bad O-line. He does no legitimate top-end receivers to take the, the top of the defense off with speed. And then he gets hit so many times, his first instinct is to run to try and protect himself so he's missing easy throws because I think he has PTSD. He'll never admit it, but every go look. If you add up 16 sacks, and the number of times that he dropped back and took off running, he's basically getting hit, sacked once out of every seven times he drops back, and he's getting hit a whole lot more than that. Hmm. I think OBJ is going to be a Buffalo Bill uh, that, because he's going to go to a team that's got a chance to win, and other than Diggs, they, really, they could use some help. Cap, last thing, 30 seconds. Uh, who represents the National League? Who represents the American League in the Fall Classic? The Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves ah, meet okay. for the World Series. I don't think the Dodgers will with all the pitching injuries they've had, and they have a great team. Yep. Braves play great baseball. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to play Houston, and Dusty gets his first ring. That would be cool. I would be for that. I think the Houston hate has been enough time. Anyways, for some people, not, uh, not enough time. Uh, anyways, let's move on, Cap. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for doing this, as always.
Have a great day, boys. Bear down. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. First four callers, 515-284-5966. You want to win some barbecue? You've not played to win some barbecue in the last 30 days? Now is your opportunity. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. We've got a live read to do, but stay there. We'll answer the phone. First four of you, 515 284 Five nine six six Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway next on Miller and Condon 106.3. See you there. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. Rick bets off. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, iDrDesMoines.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-STOCK-COM. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway, Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, serving barbecue for over 25 years. Randy, Ronnie, Rob, John, in that order. Randy, you're up first. Randy, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Uh, Hawks are getting three and a half points on Saturday. Uh, they're in Champagne take on the Illini. Uh, the Illini. Iowa State gets a point and a half at home versus K-State. Iowa State. Broncos tonight give three and a half to the Colts. I'll take the Broncos. Uh, Sunday, the Vikings are a seven and a half point favorite over the Bears. I'll say the Bears. Okay, here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. St. Louis Cardinals in game one and two of their series uh, will score how many runs against the Phillies? Just the Cardinals. Eight. Eight runs. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. Ronnie is up next. Hi, Ronnie. Hello. Uh, Iowa gets three and a half from Illinois. Illinois. Iowa State gets a point and a half from K-State. Broncos, three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. Broncos. Vikings give seven-and-a-half to the Bears. Vikings. Cardinal runs games one and two, closest without going over. Ten. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate it. Uh, Here's Coach Rob Luther. Hello, Coach. How are you? Good, Kenny. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Good to talk to you. I was a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois. Iowa by a million. All right. Iowa State gives a point, or gets a point and a half, rather, uh, versus K State. 
I'll take Iowa State. Uh, Broncos tonight, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Indy. Lock of the week, Colts. Oh, okay. Vikings, seven-and-a-half to the Bears on Sunday? Uh I'll I'll lay the I'll take the Vikings. Take the Vikings laying seven and a half and Cardinal runs game one and two. Uh, five. Five. How's the football team this year? Your high school squad. Well, you you can't win them all if you don't win the first six. Atta boy. Well done, Coach. <laughs> Good to talk all to right. you, Coach Luther. Appreciate it. Good seeing you guys. Yep. Take Thanks, care. Man. And then uh, John wraps it up. Hi, John. John, is that uh, you? Yes, it is. All right, John. Iowa gets three and a half from Illinois. Uh, Illinois. Illinois, okay. Iowa State, a point and a half from K-State. I can't hear the word he's saying. John, we're going to put you on hold. You stay right there. We'll get your picks off air, okay, because you're we're having trouble with your phone line. John, don't go anywhere. Is that fair to say, Trent? Do it that way? Absolutely. Okay. John, stay there. We'll get you get your picks. That's it for us. I'm we, jumping on with Coach Luther. Give me you the like the Colts? Yes. You're killing me. Well, the public is all over your Broncos. I look at Trent. I'm with you. Colts, they could win this game for absolute soitin. We're at Fat Charlie's tomorrow. Yes, in Urbandale. Stump, come hang out with us. We're going to be watching playoff baseball. Starts at 11.05. Murph and Andy start at 1. KXNO drive at 3. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.